It's time for some foreplay for your cheap ass. Keg foreplay starring the shipwrecks. Gamer Foreplay, episode number 64. It's July 21st, 2009. I'm your host, Mrs. Shipwreck. And I am your other host, Shipwreck. We had a busy weekend this week. Yeah, there was a lot of gaming. There was ga- a lot of gaming in our weekend. Um, it started off Friday night by um, Game Junkies Summer Gamecation. Yeah, that was a two-day event out here in the Cincinnati area that we talked about last week. And uh, thank you, Matt, for having us out there. But we went out and checked it out. There's around... Probably 80 to 100 people when we were there, and they had yeah. uh, nice setups. They had probably, I don't know, maybe 40 TVs probably or so, it. at least, Yeah, uh, all set up in, like, little clusters, so four TVs were hooked together. Right. And uh, they had a big rock band room where it was up on a big, uh, like, auditorium stage and had a big projector screen. Yeah, that looked like it was the most fun. Yeah, and they had SingStar set up on another inflatable screen some arcade machines there so it was a lot of stuff to play we played a few things some uh WiiWare games eduardo the samurai toaster which i hadn't played that before and that's a uh uh metal slug type game where you're just scrolling and shooting basically yeah there's a lot of scrolling and shooting yeah and i played some uh bit trip beat which i had not played before i'd still have to get that video review out for bit trip core but uh now i have a frame of reference from bit trip beat as well uh which is kind of like a pong music game right um and then what else did we play we played i played some street fighter they had a lot of fighting games set up yeah and um um, you played some blaze blue didn't you no i watched some people play some blaze blue and we watched some people play some pop in music too because they had that set up but that was always busy oh yeah that's the one with the big controller thing yeah we're Stuff just scrolls down kind of like in Guitar Hero, but you're just pressing buttons. Kind of whack-a-mole-ish. Yeah, there were, there were, that one was always had somebody playing that. Yeah, and we played some uh, Gears of War uh, 2 Horde mode, which was fun. And uh, that was pretty much it. We stayed for about three hours or so and talked to some people and played some games. And drank it was some, a good time. Drank some root beer flavored... Balls. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible name, but yes. Yeah, awful name. <laughs> awful, awful name. But it was good. I think I liked watching the people play rock band the best because they were, you know, those teenagers were good. Yeah, there were four guys playing on Expert, which we are no. And they were all like 98%. Yeah, the problem is they they would alternate from a song like uh, they were playing some Foo Fighters. Right. They were alternating between songs that we could tolerate and songs that we are too old to tolerate, which is the heavy metal. The the thrash metal, (laughs) speed metal stuff. I like, just can't, uh, just can't do that. Especially when you're in an auditorium with blown speakers. You know that yeah, wasn't the, that wasn't speakers was Gamecation's fault. I mean that was just, you know, it was an auditorium. But no, it was a lot of fun. So I think they're doing it again in the fall. So um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so what have we been playing other than stuff at Gamecation? Uh, I got in Lord of the Rings Conquest from GameFly. Uh, put it for the 360. 
And I knew going in that it was kind of mediocre, and I played it for about an hour and decided it was it was worse than mediocre. <laughs> so then you put it back in the little envelope and back out in the mailbox. Yeah, back out in the mailbox it went. Uh, which kind of leads me into another, like, that was developed by Pandemic. And today they announced that Pandemic's next game, uh, The Saboteur, which was one of my favorite games coming out of E3. I thought it had a lot of potential. But they announced today that it is coming out December 8th of this year. Is that a good thing? No, I don't believe so. Like, I'm... You don't know how they're going to be ready by December I don't know how they're going to be ready, and I don't like that date. It's a twofold thing. It's going to get smushed by the Christmas sales. Well, you want to get... If you're confident about a game... Right. And it's ready to come out, you put it out in November. I don't care about how much competition there is with everybody. You so get it out there before Black Friday. what you're saying Friday. is either that December 8th date is being conservative and the game is ready, and in which case they should get it out in November, or yes. that game is highly ambitious and the game is not ready and I it's have a, going to be bad. Well, see, this is kind of the past track record here with two, with Pandemic, is that their last two games, Lord of the Rings Conquest and Mercenaries 2, both had solid ideas, but both were really buggy. And rushed. And rushed to market. Right. And being at E3, and like they didn't even have hands-on so gameplay at E3. At you couldn't play it at E3. Like, the Which developers were playing it. a month and a half ago. It. Yeah, the developers were playing it. And at that time, they were telling us, this is an alpha build. This is an early build. And it looked okay for alpha build. I had a lot of hopes that they could polish stuff out and everything. But unless they already had a beta build that they, for some reason, weren't showing at E3 or they had a more finished build that, for whatever reason, they weren't showing press, I just don't see how they can get this game to be as good as what I think they it were could so be. confident about it, they should be releasing it in November. Yes, they should either. Well, I don't. I think it should be next year is when this game should come out. <laughs> November but of next year? <laughs> if that's what, what it takes to make this game as good as what I think it could be. Then yes. But okay. at least, like, next spring or something, I think this game could be very good. And it's upsetting to me that They're gonna I feel rush like it it's and... rushing the market. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll come out and be great. But past history, like, there's not a lot of stuff that comes out in December that is... So this is your prediction. Yeah. Not going to be pretty. Okay. You, we, we, we played Secret of Monkey Island last night. Yeah, for a little while. It was, it was pretty fun. late at night, but uh, it was fun. The, I this is the Xbox Live Arcade it. version we're playing. Yeah. Cannot read it. The, the Number one, it doesn't automatically turn on the captions, which is fine. But I like to have the captions there mm-hmm. to read. But not when they are white letters with black outline on a white background yeah well it's not even the captions that you were trying to read you were trying to read the the menu options I of what read. you were going to reply yeah, oh, exactly and that was the problem it was like okay at least then i could hear it but it would somebody would say something to me and then i'd have a choice of what are my responses and i couldn't read them it was awful yeah it's, uh, i don't know what and i mean granted i haven't read I'm a lot blind, of reviews but i have my contacts in yeah, I haven't read a lot of reviews to see if this is an issue people are having with the game, but I can't imagine that... I'm going to have to sit right in front of the TV. Like, right in front. Yeah. Um, On the floor. Yeah, but it... it I mean, but I'm looking forward to... the gameplay is fun. I mean... Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more of it, but it's just disappointing that they couldn't test this to see that white-on-white isn't the best no. for reading. No. No, 
it was awful. And it's not always white on white because it depends on what the screen. That's the problem looks is that like the text it. is always white. Right. But they don't place it in a part on the screen. It's always in the same place. It's Even always in the lower left hand corner. Even if they would put like a box behind it. I mean, I don't need to see what's right behind me when I'm talking to somebody. It, yeah, that was a big. But we'll play more of it. We really haven't played much at all. No. Like we were like what five percent done? It said after having a couple of little conversations. Yeah, I mean we're we're literally <laughs> like forty five minutes into the game, maybe. Yeah. Um, we well, you played Unbound Saga. Yeah, that is a PSP downloadable game that came out last week. Uh, a beat 'em up that I'm gonna have a review up for shortly. And I guess uh, we kind of posed the question last week about how people wanted to get their shipwrecks. Basically. And they said all of it. Yeah, they they, they said all <laughs> of it, but. How I'm going to treat that is we're going to try to do as many podcasts as we can on a regular basis. But you're um, going to continue with the reviews. But I'm going to continue with the reviews, and whether they be video reviews or written reviews or whether or not I just come on here and talk about the games. But what people can really expect is that, you know, some people said that they didn't like how everything you reviewed was um, lesser known, not mainstream titles, which is not likely going to change. It'll change a little bit, but at the same time, I like the, uh, you like the non-mainstream stuff. Well, and you like offering a review on a game that probably doesn't get its fair due from an IGN because... Well, it's, yeah, okay. Well, they cover everything, but... But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, mean, I know what you're saying. You're spending an actual... I mean, you, for the most part, play these games completely through, mm-hmm. which... I do. No one does that, first of all, because well, they've got... People do. ...limited time. Yeah, I mean... Uh, but as far as Unbound Saga goes, just you to get... you played that a lot. How I, many hours into it are you? I'm finished with it. Okay. It took about four and a half hours to finish. Um, it has some good concepts. Uh, I won't completely give away my score on here, but it, it has some good concepts that aren't fully fleshed out, and it turns out to be a pretty by-the-book beat-em-up. Um, but it is, it's $15 downloadable. Um, that has, I don't know, I I think it's that's a little bit much, I'll say that. Uh, I think it could be a little bit cheaper just because uh, you're going to blow through it in four and a half hours. And although you won't unlock all of the moves that the characters have, mm-hmm. there's not that much uh, incentive to go back because you can pretty much get through most of the game just by uh, just doing your standard punches and kicks. So unlocking so... more moves is just kind of like... It's kind of like little flourishes on it, but not really crucial or all that helpful a lot of the time. Okay. Um, So that's Unbound Saga. I'll have a review uh, up probably the same day this podcast goes up uh, because it's pretty much written already. Well, I'll look forward to reading that. Um, Let's see what else. The other PSP Holy Invasion of Privacy Badman. What did I do to deserve this? Yes. You're done with that game? Uh, I am not done with that game, but I will have a review up for that shortly as well because I don't think I'm going to be able to completely finish that game because it is hard. Yeah. Well, at least you got past the first level. <laughs> yeah. There, There's literally a tutorial level in this game that I died on five times. It's Well, once you started playing the tutorial, you jumped right into the first level because you had played it at E3 and... Kept dying, kept dying, kept dying, and was finally like, okay, well, let me go back and play the tutorial. Maybe there's something I missed. And yeah, yeah, there was quite a lot. Yeah. Um, missed. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to this game. It's got a very steep learning curve. 
where there are so many different ways that you can dig your dungeon and have your monsters spring out of that dungeon. Um, for those of you that are not familiar with the game or didn't listen last week, you are a god of destruction that is protecting another little uh, evil lord. So you bury him. So you bury him in a dungeon. And then by burying different patterns in the dungeon, you can create different monsters. And they breed and create create more monsters. monsters. You described it as an ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's an ecosystem. But trying to get that ecosystem functioning correctly and quickly. Not uh, so easy. Not so easy. Um, You start to pick up little things, but I by no means have this mastered. But you're having fun playing I am having fun playing it. I've probably put at least eight hours into it so far, mainly just playing the challenge modes, um, which I find are better than, like, I enjoy those more, more than just the story mode. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll have more of, about that in the write-up that I, that I have started and we'll have out here in the next couple of days. You already mentioned BitTrip Core because you have a, well, we need to do a video review. I need um, to buy a, a, uh, a tripod before we do that review, I think, because the camera needs to be... Since we're not moving around in a car or anything. The camera needs to be... camera can just be still. A well, tripod might when we're done with the show, we are going to go to Home Depot, which... Will not have tripods. But Best Buy might. Yes. Is there but a that Home is... Depot and a Best Buy near by each other here? No, not really. Okay, well... I'll mm-hmm. get it taken care of. It's Sorry. all right. What about Walmart? We live two doors down. Well, Walmart, Walmart might have a tripod, yes. Okay. Walmart has everything. Uh, okay, so let's moving on to, oh, things you bought, which really isn't a lot. Um, Ikaruga on Xbox Live Arcade for $5. Yeah, I ended up getting that uh, since that was the deal last week. That's the shmup that you change colors from white to black. Oh, yeah, I saw you playing that. Yeah, I like it. Still like it. I liked it before. Um, is everybody else not finding much stuff to buy lately? I don't know. I'm I'm finding plenty to buy, but I was at the mall, which well, yeah, <laughs> didn't really apply but to the show. Besides makeup and clothes, uh huh. Um, yeah, there's not a lot coming out. I bought something from the coach store too. Okay. Makeup, clothes, and bags. And bags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what all, I got. all the genres are covered I, there. I did walk by the EB GameStop in the mall and went, hmm. But there wasn't anything out I wanted to buy. No. No, it's this is a really slow month, and we got a slow list of releases coming up here. But not my game. We okay. did have so a before, contest. Yeah, you're jumping. You're jumping to the new releases. That would have been a good segue if we were going to new releases. But we have to talk. We'll come about, back to that segue. We have to talk about pirates. Yes. And monkey. Wait, how did you say monkeying around and or swashbuckling? Yes, around. Around. Okay, so uh, it was a contest for three. Copies of Tales of Monkey Island. The full season. The full season. On the PC. Yeah. So not the actual disc version, but downloadable version, full season, PC. Yes. And we got, and you asked people to post pictures. And so we picked three winners mm-hmm. um, for various reasons, which I have listed. Okay. Uh, the first winner is John Greenart for the most risky use of an actual monkey. Okay. <laughs> because that, to me, just seemed like it was a disaster waiting to happen, monkey sitting on your head. It looked like the monkey from Indiana Jones that eats the figs. And dies. Yeah. The poison the sad, The sad monkey. Yeah. But you really kind of, the way they do that in that movie is you don't feel too, too sorry for him because he was like 
A little evil monkey. It wasn't his fault. I guess not. I don't know. Anyway. I feel, sorry fake... for, I feel sorry for the monkey. It is a fake monkey. <laughs> um, so the second winner is D-Psycho for the best use of actual boating skills. Because they were actually boating. Oh, okay. These are the guys the flag, that, that the were Jolly camping. Roger. And, okay. And, yeah, I mean, it, it takes a lot to go off on your boat at a campsite looking like that, I think. <laughs> it does take a lot. <laughs> I mean, that looked like fun. Yes. So um, It got them a free game. It I'll, did. I'll give them that. So there you go. Uh, and the good thing is I haven't seen the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, so I don't have that theme song stuck in my head. That's true. Uh, the last winner is Zen Trickster for best use of what is obviously a very interesting day and or night job. Okay, this is the guy that had the full-on pirate get up that right. was in some sort of show. We hope. Or like a restaurant theme something. I don't <laughs> yes, know. Yes, we hope. I hope his costume that he keeps in his closet is just not that good. <laughs> but anyway. So those are our three winners. John Greenart, D. Psycho, and Zen Trickster. Very good job, and they can PM you for more details? I've already PM'd them. Okay. So once I get the information back from Telltale on how that is all going down, they will uh, be notified. Well, you should do that quick. I'm sure they want to play their game. Mm -hmm. I will. Oh, um, I had a quick PC-related question. This fits in right here because we just gave away PC. Um, The mouse that you have, the super-duper mouse that I used earlier, what does the number on the side mean? So like the how, number of clicks? That is how many dots per inches it has. Oh. You can okay. change it. This is the Microsoft Sidewinder mouse that uh, it, it seemed to me like it would be better if it told me the date. That's what I wanted. There's <laughs> 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 a number. What is this number? Two thousand. Okay, what does that mean? How does that help me? <laughs> I don't know. I think it should tell you okay, the date. We'll we'll, co- we'll, we'll uh, contact Microsoft and I, let them th- I hate using your computer. I wanted to use mine. <laughs> the wasn't. next mouse should have dates. The date. On it. Infrared date. <laughs> well, that would be useful. Then if you don't have a calendar, the mouse has just got the date right there. Now you're you're using a computer with this mouse, right? Right, but look, what does your, yours is set to exactly what everyone else is, and that is Tuesday and the time, not the date. You can set it to say the date, but then it doesn't say the time. Well, you can click. Okay. Don't I, I will. I will do everything in my power to get you a mouse really that want, shows no, the No, I don't need one. I just wanted to know what it was. Oh, because okay. I at first I thought maybe that's something useful, and now I know it's not. <laughs> well, that that could be argued. Yes. <laughs> well, to me, it's not useful to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's really not useful to you on your thirteen-inch laptop either. It, it helps your me brow- Mac. It helps me browse. Which you're quicker. obviously not gaming on. I tried to. I tried installing Tales of Monkey Island. I, I got know. through the main menu and then it crashed. And then it died. Oh, well, your computer's not strong enough to run Windows. It runs uh, Windows okay. The graphics card just isn't powerful enough. Okay. So now can we talk about the new releases? We can. Because I only have one to talk about. Well, there's there's not that much. Like a bunch of stuff got cut at the last minute here. Oh, thank goodness. But multi-platform wise, there's GeForce. The game based on the movie. and this Did I miss this movie? Oh, is this the, the guinea pigs? This is the, the guinea pig spy movie. On the cover, he looks like a rat or a mouse, not a guinea pig. Well, I believe they were all from the rodent family. Yeah, they are. Yes. Breeds of dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> They're not breeds of dinosaurs. They are all from the rodent family, yes. Okay, so you've got your different breeds of rodents. And... Uh, 
But they're all guinea pigs. And no, there's a hamster and there's there's a couple other bit characters. Oh. Steve Buscemi plays a hamster. And I know way too much about this movie already. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, the 360 and the PS3 versions of this game are actually in 3D. So you get glasses to put on. And it's a little... Uh, that's like the new thing because they were, I just, when I was watching TV today, I saw an ad for Coraline, the movie mm-hmm. from the director of That's Nightmare supposed to be Before an Christmas. excellent Blu-ray conversion. They're releasing it, the, the Blu-ray and the DVD comes with 3D glasses and there's a 3D version. Yeah. So you can watch it at home in 3D. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids' movies now are 3D. Huh. But uh, this is the first game in quite some time. That is in 3D. I still have my 3D glasses from 3D World Runner for the NES. I wonder if they're compatible. <laughs> I don't know. Is one side blue and one side red? Because I'm pretty sure that if it is, they're good. Well, no, go. there's there's different kinds of 3D glasses now. Didn't you ever see Captain EO? Yes, those weren't, I did. Those weren't because, blue and red. <laughs> and I got to sit in the front row because at the time, my dad was working for Kodak, and it was sponsored by Kodak. And so we got to go in, and we had free snacks, and we got to sit in the front row. And swat at that little fuzzy <laughs> yeah. flying thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Captain EO, that's not a game coming out this week. No. Um, but G-Forces. The G-Forces. It's uh, developed by Eurocom, which actually is a pretty good company for making these kids type games and which systems is it coming out for it's coming out for the 360 and the ps3 the 3d version but then there's a wii version and psp and ps2 and ds everything okay all of them everything moving on rock band country track pack oh not for us no definitely not for us uh yeah it's a track pack uh this actually may have come out a little bit early so there might be people playing it right now (gasps) Getting their twang on. Well, it's definitely fulfills a, a niche or. I know some know. of the songs. Well, a couple of the songs. I know The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. What else is on there? Uh, there's. Uh, you know, this one's for the girls. That's by, I don't know, one of the Shania Twain or Cheryl Crow or. It's not by Cheryl Crow. <laughs> I'm going to go with Shania Twain. No, it's know. not Shania Twain. Faith Hill? Uh, I'm out. <laughs> that's all see, I got. any any man of mine is by Shania Twain, and so that's why I know it's not Shania as long Twain because that's in this game too. Stupid Taylor Swift song isn't on there. I'm happy. No Taylor Swift that I remember. Oh my gosh. Uh, there's Dixie Chicks. Chicks? Yes. That's their name. Mm. Yes. Uh, Sin Wagon. Oh, see, I don't know that one. Yes, you do. Really, I know that song, and you don't. Why didn't they put Earl on there? Uh, I don't know. That one I know. Anyway, okay, let's move on. The King of Fighters 12, right? Yeah, that is the Roman numeral 12. <laughs> uh, this is, from the ground up, a new King of Fighters game. So they actually drew new sprites for the first time in a long time. So they're all high def now, and the backgrounds are all nice looking. It's a 2D fighting game where you get uh, three characters that you can swap in and out. Mm-hmm. Uh during the matches. Uh, I played a little bit of it at E3, and I enjoyed it. It's got the same mechanics as all the King of Fighter games have, so a little bit Street Fighter type where you're doing little quarter circles, your typical fighting game controls. So what's going to make you want to play this one and not some of the other fighting games that just came out? Uh, me, personally, I'll probably still stick with Blaze Blue, but uh, I think we will probably be getting this in for review, so I'll give this one a... a 
go as well and hopefully get a review out soon. Um, but it was a good game from what I played. Um, it's just a pacing issue, and Blaze Blue is a little bit more over the top than King of Fighters. So, Which is uh, a good thing in, in my book. 2D fighting, yeah. Yeah, other people will like the more, uh, like, combo, like, rigid mechanical style of King of Fighters. It's, it's m- much more technical than Blaze Blue is. Um, so that's coming out for the PS3 and the 360. And also coming out for those two systems is Watchmen, The End is Nigh. Now, there's two different versions of... This For the PS3, it actually comes with the Blu-ray of the Watchmen movie, okay. which is coming out this week. Uh, and the 360 version obviously does not. It's just the, the two downloadable games packaged onto a disc uh, and resold. Uh, the 360 version is $30, and the PS3 version is $47 shipped at Amazon. So the next one is a Wii release, and this is the one that I actually previewed, and that is Little King's Story for the Wii. And this game actually looks like fun. It's just about every genre of game has been used to describe it because it's got a little bit of everything. And the whole background is that you're put in charge of resurrecting this kingdom that is falling apart and the subjects don't have jobs and everything's just not good. And you have to... um, find resources and and build new architecture and you have to raise an army and you have to um you know really do have everything um or reorganize everything okay get every all the subjects back working and and they come to you with problems and and you're pretty much the sovereign all-knowing all-powerful um so it's kind of like Kind of like a god game, then. Yeah, it's they're they're calling it a a simulation RPG real time strategy life simulation slash adventure. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So I mean, there's it. It's supposed to be really fun. The the three games that was being compared to were Keflings, Kingdom for Keflings, um, Animal Crossing, because mm-hmm. it's set up in an Animal Crossing sort of environment. It's got kind and, of those. Um, Kind of that cartoon style. Um, Pikmin. Okay, Pikmin. Wow, I didn't expect so that So that's kind of a really odd um, combination, which makes it hard to describe. The only thing that really anyone that's played it had to say as far as a negative is that, of course, what do you get with every Wii game? Sometimes the controls get on your nerves. Um, the other thing is that in order to save, you have to go back to the castle. So when you're out doing something, you may have to like have a long trek back in order to save. There's no like hit start, save my game. Okay, I don't um, have a problem with that really. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't either, but it's nice to be able to just stop when you want to stop playing. That yeah. It always irritates me when it's like, okay, dinner's ready, and you've got to finish something because mm-hmm. there's no stop and save. So anyway, um, but it looks fun. I mean, it, it looks like it would be entertaining. The thing that worries me from my own standpoint is that it's a Wii game. Well, you you have problems. I have to use the point and click. You have I don't problems like, with the point I don't and click. like the Wiimote. I so, I don't know. But we'll see. I mean, it looks like fun. Yeah, and I know Wombat has this game, but I don't know if he has Played it. spent any time with it yet. So, maybe he'll have something to say about it on the CADcast. Good. Um, and that is it for the retail releases for this week. Amazing 
no DS releases this week that I know of. There was a couple that made it close and then got stricken from the list at the last second. Well, and the other thing about that little King story is it's 50 bucks. And that just seems like a lot. I don't know, maybe I got spoiled with a lot of these budget Wii titles coming out. Well, yeah, maybe but I mean, worth I, it. the reviews have been very good on it, so it it's probably worth its price tag. But at the same time... It will probably drop in price. Well, quickly. when you get you, even if it's worth its price tag, when you get used to not paying fifty dollars for a Wii game, part of you's kind of like, Ugh, do I want to pay fifty dollars for a Wii game? Uh, yeah. I mean, regardless of whether or not it's worth it. Yeah. Well, other than that, uh, Nintendo still gets away with that stuff. Right. If it's yeah. it's of a Nintendo published game, yeah, you're gonna pay fifty dollars for your new Super Mario Brothers Wii. Well, that absolutely, that's the exception. And. Uh, we'll cover it next week, but Sunday is when the new uh, uh, sports resort, the Wii Sports Resort. Oh, uh, resort games come yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, on the DL. Uh, for WiiWare, there is Five Spots Party, which is one of those games that gives you two pictures, and there's five things that are different oh, between the two Oh, ESPN Cameraman. Yes. But on the Wii. Or the Mega Touch game, or yeah. they had the same thing in highlights, that type of stuff. Oh, well, that's fun. So, on the Wii, $5, sure. Yeah. Uh, Battle Poker? Um, this is a kind of family-friendly take on poker, where the cards are all spread out in, I don't know, kind of like a grid on the screen. And one person picks a card and turns it over, and if you want that card, you have to grab it. And it's whoever makes the best hand by the time the round is over. So it's got a little bit of, like, I don't know, speed or rummy mixed in with poker. Sounds different. Um, that is $8, though. Might be a little, little much. bit much for that. That should have been a $5. This one sounds interesting. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles My Life as a Dark Lord. <laughs> Similar to Badman in the way that you are on the evil side trying to defend your... In this case, it's a tower. Tower defense? Yeah, it's tower defense, but you're actually in the tower. Oh. So you're trying to build your tower up and create monsters for those different floors to drive away the invading heroes. That's fun. And they're all Final Fantasy-style characters Characters. and everything. So uh, pretty fun. It's only $10, but the kicker is... There is $57 worth of downloadable content for this game. Now, it's not necessary to play it. But that's insulting. (laughs) But there's... They're going to release a $10 game and then say, oh, but we've got all this stuff that you need to buy to to get the... If you want the full experience, $57 worth? $57 worth. That's awful. That makes me question... Why not offer this as a full, full. retail release? Then? Right. Like put it out there for $50 or... I, I, I don't know. They must have done some kind of economics on this to figure out I mean, that this is the way like to go. I mean, you feel like if you don't buy all of that, those add-ons, that you're somehow not getting the full experience. It, it almost makes me... I think I'm going to buy this game for $10, but it almost makes me second-guess buying it because I, even though I'm not planning on buying any of that extra content, for some reason, like, makes you me hesitant. You feel like you're going to get like, gypped. It's like like yeah, it's somehow like, you're getting gypped. Right. Because the, all, there's all that stuff and it's not included. Yeah. Kind of a weird business model they got going there. It's kind of like a bait and switch sort of thing. 
well, I don't know if it's bait and switch, but it's 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 kind of weird. It's kind of it's strange. Not, like it it's almost like you, you're paying ten dollars for a trial version. Like it's a fully featured distrust, version. It makes you distrustful of the whole thing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Uh, but I will buy that and, and give it a shot. But not the fifty-seven dollars worth. No, of I will be buying no extras. <laughs> I can guarantee you of that. Uh, for DSiWare, there's Art Style Zengage, which is another one of these simple puzzle games. Uh, this one involves swapping out spheres to match them with light-colored squares. Okay, um, I'd have to play a demo. Yeah, really exactly. It's not that. it's not something that you can really describe well. Um, and then for the PlayStation Network for the PS3 coming out this week is Shatter. Which okay. is a combination of a uh, Space Invaders Galaga style game with Breakout. Okay. So at the same time that you are shooting obstacles, stuff is bouncing back at you and you can reflect it back and take out other bricks, basically. And it, it's got a bunch of different modes where you'll be firing from the side or maybe you are in like a circular style environment where you can go around the outside the circumference of it. Um, and it, it just mixes stuff up a lot and it looks nice. It's got that, that very like bright fluorescent feel to it, like a geometry wars or a Pac-Man championship edition, that, that style of graphics. And it looks like it's going to be $8. So it's, it's not bad. It seems like a good, a good value for $8 there. I think explosion man. Yeah, that is the Xbox Live Arcade game that's coming out this week from Twisted Pixel. They are the development studio behind The Mall. Do you remember that game? No. The Mall was the game where you were a little alien guy leading around a big purple blob, and he would eat things, and no. he would grow and get different powers. Oh, the see, this is the problem I have. It's your, it's the accent. Every time you talk about this game, I hear you saying the mall. Like, I'm going to Let's the Let's go mall, to the mall. But you're saying mall. Mall. M-A-W? M-A-W, mall. Mall. There mall. needs to be, like, you, you don't say the W in words like that. It's a silent W. It's not a silent W. It sounds like two w. L's. You're going to break out into ma and pa here in a second. That sounds That's exactly the same to I me. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so now I'm back on. That's why I didn't remember a game called The Mall, because I'm like, <laughs> I had mall madness when I was little. I don't think that's what you're talking about. Okay, yes, I do remember the game with the blob. Yeah, okay. What's it called? The Mall. The Mall. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one isn't like that. But it's by the same development <laughs> studio, so it has a similar le similar level of quality behind it, uh, which is very good. Um, it is a 2D platformer with 3D uh, characters and designs and everything to it, where it sometimes switches the camera angle. Uh, but basically, it's a 2D platformer. Okay. But instead of jumping, you explode your character. Okay. So you can explode three times, and so... With that manner, you can kind of wall jump up platforms and everything. And then you can explode yourself into exploding barrels that fling you further. So it's kind that of type a of little stuff. bit of a puzzle lemmings kind of thing. Uh, more action or than lemmings. But yeah, it's still trying to figure out how to get through the environment. And you explode the enemy characters too by... Yeah. It's all one button. Well, that sounds like fun. And I'm guessing there's going to be a demo. Yeah, there'll be a demo. It's Xbox Live Arcade. So that will be $10, and that's the first game in the 
Summer of Arcade this year. So oh, yeah. there'll be several quality titles coming out in a row here. Well, that is what we have for new releases. Uh, to wrap up, as always, we are sponsored by GoDaddy. Get $96 in free extras with your domain name from GoDaddy.com. Each domain includes free hosting with a website builder, a free blogcast, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a listener of CAGCAST or CAG4Play, you can enter the code GAMER1, that's G-A-M-E-R-1, and get your .com domain name for just $7.49 a year. Some restrictions apply. See their site for details and get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. As always, uh, check us out in the abbreviated written form on CheapAssGamer.com. <laughs> really abbreviated. Uh, check out the CAGCast this week. If you have questions, email us at shipwrecks at CheapAssGamer.com or foreplay at CheapAssGamer.com. And that's it. Yeah. Oh, I just got a code in for Mad Balls, too, for Xbox Live Arcade that came out last week. So I have not even played that yet. I will play that and get a review up for it shortly. So you got a couple so, of reviews coming soon. Yeah, and I am off of work tomorrow. So yep. uh, The painters I'll, are finishing painting. Yeah, we're painting our bedroom. So. Yep. Um, so I will have a chance to get some stuff out. And I don't know. Do you have anything else to say? Nope. Wombat and I are thinking about, uh, remember that category on Jeopardy, Transformed Foods? Uh-huh, yeah, Transformed Foods and yours was, um... Well, I, I thought... Optimus Prime Rib. Yeah, I thought, that's got to be one of the answers to Yeah, but really, to these it questions. was, what were the questions? It about? was like, what what uh, kind of fruit becomes, becomes a raisin? Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, it, it, was, was, kid, super, it, it was, was Kids Jeopardy! That's why it should have been Optimus Prime Rib. Okay, so what are back so, to you and Wambat? Yeah, we were talking about starting up. We need to start up a restaurant that that only serves video game. No, or... trans Transformers based food. So uh, if people can think think of those, but of course we're not going to get sued somehow. Right, somehow you're going to uh, get the licensing. Yeah, what do they care about the license anymore? They've given it away to whoever's <laughs> making those stupid Michael Bay. movies. Whatever, yeah, our it's worthless. Our restaurant would be better than the Michael Bay films. But I think the worst one I came up with was uh, Grimlocks versus Starscream Cheese Bagel. <laughs> Grimlocks would be L-O-X. Oh. <laughs> Pretty bad. Star, okay, Grimlocks and Starscream Cheese Bagel. bagel. <laughs> well, I think it works better in written form. It doesn't okay. work well at all. But... Cream cheese and locks on a bagel's good. Right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work in, in verbal form. I agree with you there. Well, you and Mom can have fun with that. Well, you well our listeners can have fun with it too. I, I would they probably won't, expand but... beyond the Transformers. So no, Bum Bumblebee Tuna was one of Wombats, but that's really just straightforward. Well, but you'd have to have something to like Bumblebee Tuna casserole. There was <laughs> what was it? Mega Wonton Trons. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. You guys, do you work, do you work during the day? I mean, yeah, we do. Okay. We work, we work hard at coming well, up with these things. Well, I, see, you come up with this and then we have no contest. Like, why do you bring this up on a, on a day when we have no, no contest? Do we, cause this sounds like a really good contest idea. Oh, it does sound like, how about this? Uh, we'll make it the contest, but just post it in the post, post your entries in the normal uh, thread for this show. Okay. And 
I think I should be able to come up with a prize. Although I still owe Gillespie something from ages ago. What do you owe Gillespie? From the week that we didn't have a contest, but we reminded people to enter the contest. And then, oh And he yeah. pointed that out. And I still have not sent him anything. Okay, well, we have to come up with something to send him. Yeah, so we'll have to send him something. But I think I can manage a downloadable code of some sort for the for the winner here. For, yeah, well... For our... our uh, we'll find something. Our Transformers, the restaurant. Menu. Oh, dear. All right, well, uh, well, I look forward to these um, very creative contest entries, I guess. And we shall see everyone next week. Bye. Ha <laughs> ha